And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Space Retail Me Not. Log in today for discounts on everything from fuel lines to music downloads, including this year's newest hit, Some Kind of Vegetable. Previously on Cautious Optimism. The Bratum does not have his helmet on, right? Because Hank yeah. is keeping that for the yeah. copy machine. He uses one of his other two arms to whip out a concealed laser blaster and takes a shot at you. He missed, and you shot him square in the chest. I shoot him again, because I want to shoot the other guy and kill him too. It appears to be an auto-destruct. There's about 60 seconds left. All of the cell doors have opened at this point, and one of them was occupied by a little four-foot-tall purple life form that you don't recognize. Basically, the cargo area is messed up. I think we need to land on a space station or the nearest space station or nearest planet and do some repairs. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mator. I am a doctor. A nine-foot-tall, four-armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Shipcom comes on the intercom and says, we are approaching the planet. Crew, prepare for landing. Can we roll to see how good the coffee was? (laughs) From the helmet? (laughs) You sure can. Uh, I made it, so I need to roll. I'm on this. Yeah, you made the coffee. I don't know what kind of a roll that is, but uh, some kind of maybe dexterity roll. for. It's coffee. I think it goes against willpower. Oh, yeah. No, I think you might be right. Oh, that's a success. Success by four. Oh, amazing. You made the best coffee in this part of the galaxy. (laughs) Based on the rolls, like that first sip was really strong, but like the actual flavor of it was nice and mellow, and then it just had a smooth finish. Wow. Nice. Wow. This coffee is amazing. (laughs) Sorry, did somebody say something about a planet? Captain, would you like me to autopilot us down? Yeah, why don't you do that? And I'm going to go back and talk with the crew and see what's going on with all of our new developments. Very good. Please insert credit chip to purchase additional software for atmospheric flight. How much is atmospheric flight? 50,000 lopsies. Oh, crap. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I got it. I got it, Shipcom. Did you come with like a coupon pack or something? <laughs> Negative. You would think I would have thought to uh, negotiate the DLC in that. <laughs> exactly. That's how they get you. I feel like I should have gotten some sort of like code for like a plush uh, spacecom or something. Like I, it's highway robbery. I'll I'll fly the ship myself. Transmitting merch ideas to creator. <laughs> <laughs> now this is going to be a challenging flight. I'm not an airplane pilot aeronautics person, but as I understand it, flying in an atmosphere with a ship that wasn't designed to be aerodynamic really in the first place, but then also has a huge hole in the side is going to be really super hard. So that doesn't mean we're not going to try it. All right. (laughs) No, whatever you have to get normally, let's subtract four from that number. That sounds about right. Yeah. I have a degree in physics. Can confirm. Very difficult. I'm going to have to roll below a 10 because I'm level 14. Mm, That's not impossible. Oh, look at that. Success by three. Amazing. (laughs) No one can pilot a brick through. I just love how me and Rico's in the break room oblivious to what almost happened because the captain didn't want us to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) This coffee is so good. that So good. You know, unless she'd actually like smash the ship into something, probably we won't notice. No. It's fine. Bit of a bumpy ride. It's totally fine. Even with a successful roll, I imagine there'd be a ton of turbulence. So the whole ship is kind of shaking and, and whatnot. And you two are just in there sipping your coffee as everything's vibrating and rattling all around you. Oh, yeah. I got this. <laughs> ship calm, patch me through to the bridge, please. Beep, beep, boop. Uh, Captain, do you mind you're spilling the coffee back here? <laughs> <laughs> And trying to save you some, but it looks like at this point, the majority of your portion's on the floor. Hank, I'm trying to maneuver a brick through the lower atmosphere, and there's a giant hole on the side of it. I don't think you understand just how good of a pot of coffee I made. Oh, Captain, you should definitely come down and try the coffee. Well, <laughs> if we can find a coupon code on space retail peanuts for the uh, patch to pilot in atmosphere, then I'd be happy to. But we didn't get that upgrade. So I got to do it myself. Oh. Man, this coffee's good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Now, last time you guys had talked about landing not at the settlement, but like near it, but behind a, a mountain or something. Yes. Is that still what you want to do? Or Yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. So as you're flying down and you're getting a good look at the planet, it is covered in snow and ice. There is very little in the way of vegetation. You see some pine trees. Well, it's something akin to pine trees here and there, um, but it's a pretty desolate area, pretty desolate as far as the eye can see. And I imagine you'd be keeping your distance from the settlement then, so you probably don't get a good look at it if you're trying to be secrety. But you find a good spot behind a big hill that is either a mountain or just a gigantic block of ice. You can't really tell the difference. But you set down, and as you set down, right after Rory puts on the uh, parking brake, right? <laughs> There's one last jostling of the ship that she realizes that it broke through like a layer of ice and fell like three feet down into the snow and ice. It's okay, but it's unsettling that it's now partially buried in the snow. Add that to the list of things we have to consider. All right, Shipcom, I'm going to go into the back. Confirmed. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go into where this coffee is. Ah, Captain, you should try the coffee. Here it is. I think there's a bit still left here for you. There we go. I drink the coffee and confirm that it is delicious. See? <laughs> it's very good, the coffee. The little purple guy is reaching his hands towards the helmet with the coffee in it. Oh, yes, you can have some coffee too. That's absolutely fine. We give him some dregs of the coffee as well. I hope he's not an infant. Are we sure this is not a space gremlin? Yeah, like, are we, are we, maybe he's an infant. Is this going to st- do something to his growth? I mean, Rico's very interested to see what it might ha- to see what might happen, and she thinks the coffee's great, so she's just going to give him some coffee. As you go to give him the coffee, he doesn't take it, and you start to realize that he is a good foot shorter at this point than he used to be, and he's hunched over and he's he's acting like he's in pain. Oh. It's as if a great weight is pressing down on him. And you realize what looked like reaching out for coffee might have been reaching out for help or something. Oh. It's, uh, where's Kayun? I think we need some medical help. I think Kayun would probably have been watching the little guy the entire time. So I'm going to roll a medical check to see if I can figure something out. I assume since we're in atmosphere, we are now subject to gravity in a way that we may not have been previously. That's what I'm guessing it's going to be. Yeah. That is a nine, which is a success by five. When you analyze his physiology, you realize that he has very, very little bone mass, bone density, and his muscle tone isn't great either. And you assume that he was probably uncomfortable and having difficulty under the artificial gravity of the ship. But the planet that you've landed on has greater higher than you know earth normal gravity or whatever would be on the ship and he just cannot handle the increased gravitational pull his his body is just not designed for it is there a space on the ship that we can like turn off gravity i don't know how that would work in a terrestrial environment but doctor what i believe we'll have to do is go in get ship come to help us isolate an area of the ship and reverse engineer the artificial gravity to become artificial anti-gravity it sounds very complicated that sounds very complicated sounds like an engineering role <laughs> yeah, you yeah. turn the dial completely from one way to the other way <laughs> just, just arrows yeah. arrows at a switch well it sounds like a complete reconfiguring of a system to make it do the opposite of what it's supposed to do. So that's like quite a, quite a lot of engineering. Yeah, I was just going to put him in water. Put him in water? Oh, that would. Well, we don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe I don't know. That was just. It could dilute him. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Telling you, he's a space gremlin. I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, you just dissolved our compatriot. Here. <laughs> like I'm on a roll. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, he's just making little <laughs> noises. Captain, permission to help our friend? Absolutely. All right, Shipcom, we need to find a spot small enough that we can concentrate the gravity, the artificial gravity system to. I said all the smart things earlier and I can't remember them. <laughs> to convert the gravity system into an anti gravity system, recommendations of locations. There is an abandoned room next to the medical bay, which could be used. All right. Let's get our friend over there as painlessly as possible. Hover gurney, where are you? Kyan goes ahead and grabs the hover gurney and brings it over and tries to very gently lift him up and place him on. 
the gurney. He lets you. He seems okay with it. And so you're able to move him that way over to the abandoned room. So this is one of, I imagine, uh, several rooms on this ship that was in a state of disrepair when Rory originally got a hold of it. And maybe in your travels, you've had time to kind of tidy it up or whatnot, but it's still just kind of a generic workshop and it hasn't really been used since, at least since Rory got the show. All right, well, we'll bring him in and I will plug my computer into the system. I feel like this is a multi-check type situation where I need engineering as well as computer programming. Well, you need an assist. Get an assist on that. Yeah, I can try and help out. All right. So you're taking the artificial gravity system that creates an artificial gravity pull down towards the floor. You're going to reverse that so it pulls up towards the ceiling in the hopes that it will counteract the planet's natural, like, real gravity that's pulling down to the ground? That is correct. Okie doke. That seems plausible, but yeah. um, Let's not get too thinking into how anti-gravity systems must, must actually work in reality and go with, yeah, that sounds fine. We're going to pull up towards the ceiling instead of pulling towards the floor. <laughs> I thought my lead-in plan for it held enough BS that it would just float through. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to have to defend it in court. I mean, no, no. I, I like it. I just, as the GM, I wanted to be clear what exactly I something. <laughs> In layman's terms, I want to take the anti-gravity field generating machine and turn it into an anti-gravity field generating machine for this room specifically. Okay. Are we going to pretend that that works by just like running it backwards? Yes. In role-playing terms, wizards did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Astrophysicists listening to this, we apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Any kind of physicist, really, but that's fine. (laughs) This is about storytelling it is it is yeah listen 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 if i can take an air conditioning condenser run it backwards to create heat this should work i'm not sure that those are exactly the same principles yes they are absolutely (laughs) (laughs) gravity and air conditioning are the same thing sure okay uh well anyway let's let the dice decide all right i'll go for engineering rico if you can help with the programming while i work on plugging in the who's what's it's everywhere Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Why can I not pass an engineering role? I don't understand. <laughs> and the ship explodes. <laughs> Listen, a hey. 15. I rolled a oh. 15. Oh, wow. Wow. So that, Wow. A five, a six, and a four. Yeah, it doesn't get much higher now. What's your engineering? I don't know. It's under Artificer. I think we called it a 12. Well, I can't plus one that with a, an assist. No. No. So you're working away on the gravity, and all of a sudden, like, everyone, who's in the room? Is it Rico and Hank and the little green guy? I think we're all in the room. Everyone. Okay. So all of a sudden, all of you feel like you're being pressed down Mm. really hard, like you're being squashed. And the purple guy especially starts squealing. I'm going to make a strength check to see if I can get him out of the room. You might be suffering less than everyone else because the Matorb are stronger and everything, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is an eight, so that's a success by four. Okay, yeah. You're able to get him out of the room and everything, but the anti-grav gurney is a lot closer to the floor than it usually is. Okay. Hank, you're doing it the wrong way. You need to do it the other way. Uh, I I attempt to do it the other way. (laughs) (laughs) When you try to attempt to make adjustments, nothing seems to be working. 
and you realize the software components of the system may have locked up. Oh, Hank, let me have a go, see if I can fix it. Um, what's, uh, 12, 13, oh, my computer program is 15, thank God for that. (laughs) I was like, two sixes, this is really bad, but two sixes and a one. I'm okay, by two. So Rico goes into the code, she finds the task that was hung up and (laughs) closes out that task, and the system becomes responsive to you again, Hank. Go ahead and make another engineering roll, please. All right, we're going to try to go the other way. Much, much better. That's success by five. There we go. Success by five. Okay. So everyone who's still in the room. So Hank and the purple guy are in the hallway or something, right? Yeah, Kyan and the purple guy are in the... Oh, not Hank. I'm sorry. I'm bad with names. Yeah, Kyan and the purple guy are outside the room. So the rest of you feel, for a moment, gravity turns off. And you guys float for just a second or two, which probably feels real good after the crushing earlier. And then gravity gets weird where you feel, oh, no, I'm sorry. You would not be floating if there was no artificial gravity because the planet's gravity is always in the Yeah. Okay. So for a few seconds, everything just goes back to what you felt before. I would say the artificial gravity system turns off automatically when you're inside a planet's gravitational pull. Seems reasonable. Yeah, right? So you're probably feeling the planet's regular gravity until you went in this room and Hank started modifying the system. Then you felt the excessive extra gravity. Now you're feeling regular gravity. And then a moment later, you feel the anti-grav kick in and you feel about half the gravity that you would feel on Earth for all of our listeners who are on Earth and familiar with what that gravity is like. So you feel a lot lighter and bouncier, but you're not floating either. You know, it's a, it's just a reduced gravity. I do a backflip. Make a dexterity roll. No modifiers for it being in low gravity. Okay. I fell by one. <laughs> well, you that mis- tracks. <laughs> you misjudge the uh, effect of the gravity. And as you try to do a backflip, you actually jump all the way up and hit the ceiling and, then fall back down. That tracks. <laughs> a little purple guy sees that, sees how low the gravity is there, and he starts kind of motioning towards the room. Uh, Kyan brings the, the gurney back in. All right. When he gets in that room, he almost inflates. Like, he, he appears to physically get a little bit bigger, and and he stands up, and he, he does, like, stretches and everything, and he's got a big smile on his face, and he's like, Hoo-hoo! Oh, we've uh, cheered the purple guy up. That's amazing. Um, Kayun, you might want to see whether Hank needs any first aid after that slightly unsuccessful backflip. As he's rubbing the knot on the back of his head. <laughs> do, do you want Do you want medical assistance, Hank? <laughs> um, I, I, do you have, I mean, can you help my pride? <laughs> <laughs> he takes two, hand, two of his four hands, pats him on the back and says, there, there. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, maybe more than just my head. Oh, It'll be fine. Imagine the landing wasn't as rough because of the lower gravity. So, yeah, right. one would one would hope so. What do we all know? We made this up as we went along.
you all know you'd try to do a backflip too. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll. A quick reminder that some geek to geek Network folks will be doing a benefit stream for Extra Life. Extra Life is an organization that unites thousands of gamers around the world to play games in support of their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Since its inception in 2008, Extra Life has raised over $87 million for sick and injured kids, and we want to be a part of that. So Bama Shocks, who plays Hank on our campaign, Cautious Optimism, is going to be running a one-shot D&D 5e campaign on Saturday, August 21st at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time. I'll be playing, as will Todd, our Cautious Optimism DM his sister Alinzia, and our very own Captain Rory Shand, Kelly Hightower, is throwing her hat into the ring to play as well. So join us as we play games to help kids. Also, Bamashox is going to be hosting a second Extra Life one-shot on August 28th with a totally different cast. So make sure to check that out as well. On a bit of a serious note, we had someone bring up some concern about some of the content in the last episode of What Is Not. I think we've cleared everything up, but I just want everyone to know that we here at As The Dice Roll never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. All the GMs have had conversations with their players about boundaries and what they are all comfortable with, but we don't really get a chance to have that conversation with our listeners. I'm going to try and be aware of possible content that may require trigger warnings as we move forward. But I'm human, and I can miss things, so please know that we are always happy to listen to concerns so we can continually make the show better. I also hope that we've built up trust that you know we won't cross certain lines, and if we ever do cross those lines, we hope you'll hold us accountable. If you want to weigh in on the discussion, it's up on our dedicated As The Dice Roll Slack channel. You can also contact us through Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, or on our Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll. And of course, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. I'll be back next Friday, August 20th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. But until then, let's see what our crew can find out about this little purple guy, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Does the little purple dude need anything else? Do you need any water, food, anything? Because you're going to have to stay in here whilst we're off on planet doing whatever we're going to do. Um, Does anybody think they understand what the little purple guy wants? Have we consulted Shipcom to see if he knows anything about purple guy? I can't remember. Oh, good call. That is a good call. No, I don't think we did ask Shipcom. Shipcom! Hello. Hi, um, could you identify this life force being thing in front of us? The purple one. I lack the necessary bio scanners. 
Oh. Uh, do you have in your database any information about small purple life forms that apparently like low gravity environments? Um, I, I can't remember the details of what the purple guy looks like, but she describes it for Shipcom. Processing. There is a race of purple insectoids on Gelmar 7 that enjoy eating decaying bodies and have waged several wars just so they could eat the victims. Okay, so we're going to have to talk in quotation marks to Shipcom because that's not at all what we asked Shipcom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> purple dudes that look like this purple dude. <laughs> she, she couldn't have described it any more detail. Not any purple dudes. No Minus insectoid. Resume search. <laughs> <laughs> None match these parameters precisely. Okay. No exact match found. Hey, Shipcom, is there a racial database DLC we can purchase? Yes. Cost? Oh, of course. <laughs> 25,000 lobsters. I, I pay it. Jesus. <laughs> You're going to pay it? Don't pay, pay it. it. Wait. I pay it. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, nope. But wait, we have an access to a racial database from... Lorinda, don't we? That's a good point. Can we maybe get our friend from Lorinda on the phone and say, hey, what is this? Oh, yes, I, c- I could ring my science friend. Yeah, to get access to the database, somebody would have to be a member of the science conclave. And that's when we started talking about how you guys are going to write a scientific paper so you could get accepted to it. So you don't have the DNA database right now, but I think the guild hacked into it and got the database that way. Also, you could just take a picture of the purple guy and text it to our friend on Lorna and say, what the heck is this? Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Or text it to the guild, I guess, but then we might not want the guild to know. No, let's let's leave the guild out of this. The guild's a last resort. <laughs> <laughs> the guilds are jerks. Yeah. The guild's going to give us whatever answer profits them the best. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could try ringing, if we think this is the most important thing for us to be doing right now, uh, I could try uh, ringing the dude. Yeah, you could just send him a a text. Or send him a little email that says... Because I would hate for us to wander around on this planet for several sessions or days and find out that this little purple guy, his only goal in life is to fix holes in ships. (laughs) breeding metal like that would be or find out he's secretly a rust monster and there is no ship exactly (laughs) i mean narratively speaking that's much more interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah considering we left a perfectly good spaceship in space to explode look i would have brought that ship along with us but they blew it up all right so are you are you gonna Text him a picture. Rico's going to send some kind of email with a picture or some kind of message. With I'm just trying to find the name of the guy. I can't remember what his name was. Farless Tiss. Farless Tiss. There you go. Um, I'm going to send him some kind of communication with a picture that just says, Hi, have you ever seen one of these? We're curious to know what it is. And if you don't think about it, then let us know. For science. Woo. A subject title. Who he? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exciting science update. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple minutes later, you get a response. It says, hello, I am busy right now. Please expect a response in three to four weeks. Oh, well. Oh, my. I purchased the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, then we, I mean, we have the ship funds for it. Nope. Nope. We do have like a lot of lopsies at the moment. This is my leverage to finally get ownership of part of the ship. I mean, I, I also got a bridge in Brooklyn I can sell to you <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I don't know what you think the ship is so worthwhile. It's an investment. It's like you're continually trying to buy a sandwich I'm currently eating off of me. Like it's like, what do you, like at some point there's not gonna be anything left. No, I just want to enjoy the sandwich with you, Captain. Oh God. All right, well let him buy it then. Where we can lock eyes over the sandwich and download <laughs> like, this DLC. <laughs> Lady in the tramp moment. For, for the digital age. Whilst you two are arguing about this, Rico's gone back to the kitchen to find some more coffee. Fucking hell. <laughs> As you're getting more coffee, you get another text message go that says, Hi, Rico, how's everything going? What a weird purple guy. Uh, so I reply, go, yeah, um, we just found him. Uh, he seems to like low gravity environments. Um if you come across anything that looks a bit like this at any point, then maybe let me know. We're trying to work out how to look after him. A moment later, you get that same message. I'm very busy now. I will respond to you in three to four weeks. Oh, God. It's the out-of-office notification. So you just love people who leave their out-of-offices on when they're not actually out of the office. Oh, yeah. God. And then you get another text saying, I'll run it through the computer, through the database. Could you provide a sample of his... Uh, you know, a digital sample of his uh, recording, I guess, a record of his DNA, blood, uh, x-rays, that sort of thing? Question mark, question mark, question mark, smiley face. <laughs> I mean, what of those things is it possible for us to do in our ship that we've just landed on a really precarious ice mountain with a hole in the side of it? We didn't buy any of the attachments that go along with Shipcom, so there's a dead end there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyan has a... a- what does he have? He has something. <laughs> he has. Yeah, he has medical. He has his like suitcase, doesn't he? With like yeah. his suitcase yeah. of medical things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could draw blood and you know run that through your medical computer and get a, a readout of that that could be transmitted. I'm going to say in the future, maybe even taking X-rays, you could do with a portable X-ray scanner device. Yeah, I mean they might not be X-rays exactly, but certainly some sure. kind of. Scan seems logical. Yeah, Z rays, something. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to draw the line at the DNA processing, though. I don't think you have that readily available. No, that would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Do I need to roll for this? Yeah. Go ahead and make a medical roll. So, so whilst you're sort of preparing yourself, I try to explain to the little purple guy like what's going on. We're trying to find out a little bit more about you. So we'd just like to take a little bit of your. Um, uh blood blood i guess and uh maybe take some pictures uh and then my friend and she like waves her little phone <laughs> like my friend who lives in my phone is uh gonna see if he can work out what you are uh so we can work out how to feed you i got a 10 which is a success by four oh. and kyan's not gonna kill you in the process so that's really good <laughs> yay as you approach him with a needle, I think even in space, drawing blood is probably like even in the in the future, it's still probably the same basic. You stick a needle in somebody and drain some blood out. And so when you approach him with the needle, he pulls away and is visibly shaking. Oh, I, I sort of try to make reassuring noises at him, but obviously he doesn't. I don't know that he really understands us. Snap your fingers to distract him. <laughs> like we would a cat. We're not tricking. 
Excuse me. <laughs> I snap my fingers. I snap my fingers to distract you from what I just said. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> exactly. Did you just suggest? <laughs> Does anyone have? A- <laughs> Any sort of, like, fun device to to toss down a hallway. Listen, (laughs) you've probably just proposed to this little purple guy. We don't know if he doesn't understand what's going on. Well, Captain, I'm very offended. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was not my intent. I did just murder some people, so I can't... (laughs) I don't think that that this should be any surprise that I'm also culturally and specially insensitive. (laughs) Honestly. So, Kyan's gonna acknowledge that he is concerned, and he's gonna kind of put his hand up going like, okay, okay. And then he is going to use the, you know, the needle or whatever the device is on himself, and draw the blood there, and show that, hey, look, it's just a thing, and then pull out another one, and kind of, like, give the look like, can I? Permission? The little purple guy looks up at Rico. Look, uh, Kyan... Kian has done it on himself and it's all been fine. So I think you should let him. Would you like me to do it? You can do it on me. Kian, you can do it on me. That's fine. Okay, so he, he does it on her. No need for anybody to throw anything down any hallways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, use clean needles, guys. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was a new needle. It was a new needle. <laughs> so yeah, she offers up a paw and, uh, you know, probably a little bit more annoying because she's covered in fur. Yeah, but he does it. And all then, right, right. again, one more time. Hey, can can I do it to you? He pauses for a moment, and then he puts out his, his arm, mimicking the way Rico just did. Oh. Okay, and kind does it. Thanks, little dude. All right, you're you're successfully able to get a blood sample now that he's cooperating, although he it was a little tricky because he wasn't holding his arm perfectly still. He was kind of shaking a bit, but you, you, got, you got it done. Well, so what was our final decision on Hank downloading the biotech scan stuff DLC for Shipcom? I'm talking to my science friend. Yeah, I feel like there's so much other stuff we need to build. For, like, we have to build a wall. Oh, that's true. Let's wait for the like the essential patches that we need to, to purchase. So I guess I email Phallus with all of the, with some pictures and some scans and some blood. And a sort of note that says, this is all we can get with the facilities that we've got available to us. You get that same automated reply again. (laughs) Of course we do. Of course we do. A minute later, you get a response that says, this is extremely interesting. Give me a few minutes while I run this through the uh, computer database. I'll send you a reply as soon as the computer finishes processing. Uh, She sends him a little thanks with a smiley face. And you get a message back that says, by the way, we're pregnant. Five exclamation marks. Exciting! He replies, we're expecting triplets, but for Lorndon's, that's not unusual. Smiley face. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Everybody, Phallus is pregnant. Isn't that amazing? Oh, congratulations! Congrats. Yay! Everybody says congratulations. <laughs> and he sends you, like, four pictures of what look like, is it a sonogram, I guess, that you use? Ultrasound. Ultrasound. Yeah, he sends you a whole bunch of pictures of ultrasounds, and the kid is so little, you can't even tell what you're looking at. But even as a scientist, you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) I guess there's a kid in there somewhere. She makes the appropriate kind of, you know, oh, that looks amazing type things that you say to people when they're showing off their pictures of their unborn children. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. I don't want to be there for that gender reveal. Burn down entire buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Set fire to the entire planet. Let's not. Um. So 10 minutes later, you get a response from him. And it says, my computer with the most comprehensive database of life forms in this galaxy that I have ever heard of did not find a match for this creature. <gasps> I would absolutely love it if you would bring it to me so that I could study it. I will pay you a hundred thousand lopsies. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we want to be selling our new friend. Yeah, we kind of just killed a bunch of people over the whole <laughs> ascension rights thing. I don't think that that's really on our. Yeah, that won't fly with Kyan. <laughs> he will be happy to bring him to be um, like examined if he can be he in the room. Yeah, if he agrees, but no. <laughs> no. Well, and if Tiss wants to pay the purple guy, the whatever lobsies, that's also the purple guy's business. <laughs> yes, exactly. But we don't own him. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rico replies and says something along the lines of, wow, that's amazing. We've discovered a whole new species. Um, he's already, like, we don't own him, though, so I can't sell him to you. Uh, also, a ship's currently broken, so, <laughs> you know, we're not going anywhere for a while. But thank you, and if we can, you know, maybe once we get airborne again, we'll drop by and uh, we can investigate together or something. Something sort of non-committal. It takes me at least like an hour to compose an email like that, so I can't do it on the fly in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. My human making, sir. You get the automated response, and then a minute or two later, you get a reply that says, is it sentient? And what if I paid 250,000 lopsies? Oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> no means no, dude. It's a sentient creature. Yeah, no. He did ask, is it sentient? Question mark. So she will reply and say, yes, it's definitely sentient and we don't own it. So we can't sell it. <laughs> you get the automated reply and then you get a reply that's just a frowny face. And then you get a third reply that says, I understand. Well, the next time you're near Lorinda, I would at least love to do a basic DNA scan and analysis if you're okay with that. So she'll reply with something along the lines of like, yeah, that sounds... Plausible, we'd also be interested in the DNA scan. We'll see when we're next in your part of the galaxy. You get one more reply from him that says, any zats? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, happily, no. Thus far, you can definitely have any zats we come across. You get a reply that's just a thumbs up emoji. Cool. So we still don't know what this being is or likes to eat. Amazing. Well, I guess we'll have to put that part on hold and go explore and look for ways to fix the ship. I mean, but should we leave him with some like water or something? I mean, Oh, well, sure. Give him a charcuterie board sampling of everything we have. <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess Kion and I probably go and try and prepare a little sort of lunch spread. <laughs> <laughs> some crackers, some cheeses. I don't know that Kyan would feel comfortable just leaving him on his own. Cause I mean, we don't even know if this is an adult being like, I think that if the party is going to adventure, he may have to hunker down, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he can't communicate with you via, I don't know, text message, cell phone. Yeah. Can't we set up like a camera or something? 
<laughs> like a like a nanny cam to watch it. Like a, puppy cam. like a little puppy cam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Furbo for unknown species. I say that because we can't take him with us. It's gonna hurt him. And yet we don't really want to leave Kyan on the ship, do we? No, Kyan, you have to come. We have to go. We don't split up. <laughs> to be fair, my first thought was to fashion one of our spacesuits to have anti gravity, and I was like, ah, that seems too far fetched. Yeah, genuinely, that does seem quite difficult. It wouldn't fit him anyway. He'd be floating around. And that was the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can we adapt to the hover gurney somehow? That also seems a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I think probably more realistic would be um, realistic. Um, would be kind of setting up some kind of yeah camera where we can see him and communicate with him. Like you know, are we concerned that he's going to what like choke on a small piece of toy or something? Like what are we? What's our concern with leaving him by himself? Kind's concerned because it just feels bad for the little guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I get that. But there's also nothing we can do about that in our current situation. <laughs> I mean, there is like a massive hole in the side of the ship. So I kind of feel like we should probably take care of that. So, I mean, I think maybe like we'd go and find him some food and some water, like a selection of things to eat and things to drink. Set up an iPad in there with some YouTube videos going. I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. We'd be living the life. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Take some blankets in and make him a little nest on the floor. <laughs> I mean, we're going to find out at the end of all this, he's he's like a 47-year-old college professor on his planet. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've set him up with like Yo Gabba Gabba or something to watch. He's like furious. Like, I'm a esteemed professor. And we come back and he's watching astrophysics for advanced learners or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we left him with Hey Dougie. And, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll do that. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do any kind of, I mean, there's a sort of engineering-y type thing about making, uh, I, I don't know what the sort of surveillance situation in this room is, whether that needs us to do anything. Hank could set up a, a webcam or whatever. Um, with he, he, You don't need a role for that, uh, Bama. You can do that. I'd probably fail it anyway if it's engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you want to set up a, a little camera and like maybe you can look at the video feed on your space phone, cell phones or whatever. Yeah, and it would be good if there was some kind of two-way audio, I guess, so that we could... I know he doesn't understand us, but so that we could at least reassure him that we're still paying attention. I mean, to be fair, I could do that right now from where I'm sitting. Yeah. In real yeah, time. I, yeah, I could set that up easily <laughs> enough. Yeah. Next time on Cautious Optimism. We're about to go trekking cross-country in a snow-covered wasteland. I was designed to be the best, so I should be on the best ship. All the buildings kind of look like they were made from scrap metal, but they're put together fairly well. I'm Fabian, and this is the Kren Ladabu mining town. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. 
You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Media Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 